Yeah, so I'm following up from Judy, and I'm just going to do a quick story, basically. My wife and I were married um, before we went out with QSO, and I think we had our uh, we had a, the, the joy of having a baby while we were in India, well, probably the first QSO baby, as far as I know. And uh, born in the Manipal or Kasturba General Hospital. Interesting, Judy and TC were back in India just recently. Tusi got really sick, and he ended up in a Manipal hospital um, <laughs> because the, the we we the, the, we were there when the first hospital was there, and I actually started a social service department in that hospital. But now there's a whole bunch of them. But I'm not, that's the whole thing. My wife taught nursing. I had a development. I had a social work degree with community development as a uh, part of that degree. So when we got there, uh, Ramdas said. Uh, your wife, Adele, is going to be teaching nursing. You just look around the community and find something to do. There were uh, two, the two of us, there were three Peace Corps volunteers, two teachers, and a fellow who had uh, put down on his Peace Corps application that he once had a pet rooster. They sent him out as a chicken expert. <laughs> because at that particular point in time, they were, they, you know, CUSO had this, or I mean, Peace Corps had this big program to improve the uh, uh, egg input uh, or at least a protein in, um, uptake in India. Eggs were not, uh, were not really that available. And in fact, in true Madison Avenue style, the Peace Corps came up with the, the um, uh, advertising campaign that produced vegetarian eggs. Because some people who were vegetarians wouldn't eat eggs, right? So what's a vegetarian egg? What's a vegetarian egg? Anybody idea know what a vegetarian egg is? It's an egg that's produced in a flock with no rooster. <laughs> it's, it's pure Madison Avenue. But, but they, they had a lot of volunteers out there, and Paul, in our community, was one of those volunteers. Well, Paul had been trained and at Cornell. He knew all about <laughs> They'd send him for these things, and he was there because he was trying to avoid Vietnam, quite frankly. And uh, so he was not a happy camper anyway. And uh, so... Paul had never built or used a hammer in his life. So he now has 100 chickens when we arrived, pullets ready to lay, and he's trying to put 10 flocks of 10 in backyards. And he's got all this wire that was tangled and twisted, and, and I'm sort of a handy guy, so I, I ended up building this first uh, uh, little, uh, little coop. And we had the first flock. We had ten in our bed. Sometimes we ate eggs three times a day. <laughs> but, but um, anyway, ultimately we had, um, or Paul, and I worked quite closely with him because he was hopeless. He could not do anything with his hands. But he knew how to debeak the chickens, and he knew how to vaccinate them, and he knew how to, you know, raise them, and all that was great. So we and I, I mean, that was one of the things I did. I, anyway, so I worked with Paul, and we, at one point, at the end, we had a thousand chickens. And uh, it was quite a success, actually. And in fact, we went back, my wife and I went back about four years ago, and you saw white leghorns and eggs in every market. Well, you never saw that when we were there before. Anyway, we had a worker whose name was Gudwa. And Gudwa was really the man who looked after the chickens. And without Gudwa, we would not have been able to work. He's the one that fed them, he's the one that watered them. And uh, Gudwa was a local Tulu. He spoke only Tulu, which is a non-written language. And uh, so he was a bottom of the caste system. And uh, Goodwalk had a lot of prestige because he worked with the two white, you know, bigwigs in town, right? So, <laughs> so Goodwalk, he 
uh, and we had a good relationship with Goodwill. And Paul, we had had these egg chickens, right, egg producing chickens, but Paul thought he would try to get a few meat birds. So he got about half a dozen of these meat birds. Well, they get big. I mean, they get really big. And they get big really fast. But Goodwill really liked them. So he had one particular cock that he would take for a walk. Every noon hour, he would take it on a string and he would take it for a walk. And so he was doing this quite regularly. And we thought that was kind of neat and interesting. We came back one Monday morning, and Goodwill was looking very unhappy. <laughs> we said, Goodwill, what's wrong? He said, well, this is through a lot of interpretation and all. He had um, decided that these big coalies, the word for Intula was coalie, so we called this the walking coalie. The walking coalie was going to do really well in the local cockfights because it was so big. Oh my <laughs> so he had taken the walking coalie to the cockfight that weekend, and this poor thing, it could hardly move, let alone fight. And he had been decimated, and he had lost all his money. Oh, my God. <laughs>